whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Good morning, friends. This is Karen Pennington here again. Happy to see you all on a Monday morning. I had another wonderful blessed weekend, which of course meant I got to spend time with my family. The enhanced part of it was that since yesterday was Mother Day, Mother's Day for us here, I didn't have to do anything. Well, I did something. <laughs> I got to preach at church, and that was the first time in two years that I preached to real people because I had, well, I shouldn't say real people, to real grown-ups, because um, I used to preach just a few times a year. I'd mostly do teaching, but I, I stood up in front of my church a couple times a year. But uh, about two years ago, I took on the children's ministry at church just to kind of help with the transition. It was, it was temporary, and so I decided I, I really needed to focus to, you know, talking to the little short people in for a while. And then as that started to kind of get up and running, I... Uh, we had our COVID over here, so nobody preached to a live congregation for a while. So I've been mostly preaching and talking to you. And, you know, it's funny, when I first started talking on here, I could not stand to look at my own face. It was just so awkward. It was so weird. I actually had a piece of paper up in front of me so that I would not have to see my face. But then I thought the piece of paper that had this smiley face on it, that was awkward too. So most of the time... When I talked, I was, you know, looking everywhere. So I said, I just got to get used to it. So I've gotten used to seeing my own face, and I've gotten comfortable talking to myself, weirdly enough, because I see my safe face right in the camera as I'm talking. Uh, but now I'm not used to talking to real people, so I was so quick. I talk so fast. I talk fast anyways, but I was like lightning speed. I felt like... A 45 minute sermon into 29 minutes and um I, I i guess it was okay what came out was all right it was anointed an anointed mess uh those who could keep up with me seemed to like what i had to say but it's just interesting how sometimes you have to get comfortable um uh, even with hearing your own voice when i when i first did the sound check i talked into the microphone and there weren't many people in the room and it was just weird hearing the sound of even my own voice and um you know i'm thinking this morning Sometimes it's weird to get used to the sound of someone else's voice, too. Someone you don't know. It's Sounds can be kind of weird. Uh, you know, someone knocks on the door. Someone knocked on the door the other day, and I, who's there? And sometimes when someone tells you who it is, you can hear their voice. But sometimes what happens when you don't know what you're listening to? Uh, and the combination between unfamiliarity, with con sometimes confusion of what's going on, um can really get confusing. I can remember being at my mom's house. Now she lives in a suburb just on the outskirts of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's, you know, one of the largest cities in the country. And all of a sudden in the morning, I heard this wail, just this wail. And I thought somebody was in trouble because it just sounded like it was in pain. And I wanted to call 911. I went, oh my gosh, what's wrong? What's wrong? And it's just, Wah! 
it, it was louder than a baby. It sounded like just a woman shrieking in pain. <laughs> I found out the people up the street have a goat, of all things. You know, it's not something you expect to see near a city. So I'm thinking it's one thing, but because I'm not familiar with what the song was, I didn't know. I um, remember us living in a bad area, and we loved our neighbors. Um, we came to love our house and our neighbors and everything, but initially being there, we weren't used to being in somewhere that had such a high crime rate in our neighborhood. And um, from time to time, we'd hear a gunshot go off. And um, fortunately, we were never really in danger, but if we'd hear one, I don't think there were many deaths. There were just, unfortunately, kids in the area that were very misguided that did dumb things sometimes. And so we'd just go ahead and call the cops, say this is where we heard it. And um, for some reason, we all, I always felt safe. We were we were protected. We knew our friends. Um, and my, my daughter got to the point where she went to my best friend's house, a good friend's house, and heard a book thump and she's like call 911 because she was used to the sound of a you know a thud and a clap and that being something that we don't want to be near she wasn't used to books falling maybe I needed to read her more maybe my books weren't big enough I don't know but and same place oh I'm not sure if I'm gonna tell you this one I'm gonna tell you and I hope my husband doesn't get mad at me for this because I think it's funny and please don't judge me but one night I was out of town on some sort of I think business trip, ministry, something like that. I think I might have been at a conference. And um, my daughter was at a friend's house, and my husband was just asleep in the house, and he heard, he was woken up in the middle of the night by this really big noise. And we were in a great neighborhood, so he kind of gets up, and <laughs> he takes a baseball bat, and he's walking around the house. And what is it? A little nervous. I don't know. Maybe a little scared. I mean, more, you know, kind of on his guard. And what, who is that? Is somebody trying to break in? It's there have been break-ins and other houses, not ours. And um, he comes back in and... Oh, please don't judge me. He smelled the smell. He passed gas. And <laughs> he woke himself up and thought it was a stranger. Because <laughs> it still makes me laugh. I'm sorry if you're delicate and... You don't talk about those kind of things, but um, my husband is a little bit of a hillberry, hillbilly redneck. He's a redneck. I'm sorry if you don't know what that means in other countries. That just means he is kind of in an area where people are a little bit more laid back and don't care about talking about things like that. But so all that to say, I digress. Um, I digress. All that to say, sometimes when we're not familiar with sounds... Um, or they come to us at a certain time, particularly when we're tired, we can misjudge them. Um, super easy to do with God, particularly if we're not used to it. And, um, you know, in John 10, Jesus talks about being the shepherd and the gate. And he talks about his sheep. Now, sheep are really, it's funny because sheep are kind of dumb. But one thing sheep do know is their shepherd's voice. Um, and he says, my sheep... Some translations say, um, my sheep listen to my voice. Um, some translations say, my sheep know my voice um, in John 10, 27. But either way, there's this idea of familiarity where if you have been around it all the time, it makes sense. You know, a mother knows her child's cry. You know, there's actually a thing where a child knows the mother's heartbeat. 
It's funny because a child would know a mother's heartbeat. I may not know my own heartbeat, but the child would know the mother's heartbeat. Um, and I'm sure part of that is because of dependence. And part of that is when it's the only thing you're listening for. Of course, you're going to hear it. Um, they said they, at one point, one of my friends told me years and years and years ago, probably 20, 30 years back, they created a teddy bear for children who had separation anxiety from their moms. They created a teddy bear that had a boom, 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 human heartbeat in it. And for the children who really needed their mom, it actually didn't work because, you know, as small as that child is, as that infant is, the one thing they knew was the heartbeat. Uh, so what happens when you don't know God's voice? What happens when you can't hear who the person is that you need? Uh, that's what I want to talk about. This is, I think, a really funny story. And this is the call of Samuel. Now, um, on Friday, I talked about his mother um, who had given up just taken him to the Lord because she promised I'm going to give him over to the Lord. And so he'd grown up. Um, it says that Samuel grew up in first uh, Samuel two, uh, two Samuel actually grew up in the presence of the Lord. Um, Samuel, Samuel tended the fire of the Lord's presence. This fire was, um, a significant representation of the Lord's presence. They believed that God was there. This was before they felt that God talked to everybody all the time. And, but God's presence, they felt, was right there, and that's what Samuel tended. But he didn't, it's interesting, he'd been around God, he'd been in God's presence, he served God, but he didn't really know God yet, he hadn't heard him yet. And it says in 1 Samuel 3, in those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and there weren't many visions. So, um, Eli one night, his eyes were becoming very weak, he could barely see. He lay down, and um, the Lord God called Samuel, it says in verse 4, he said, Samuel... Samuel said, here I am. Well, Samuel wasn't used to hearing God. And let's think about it. If you're asleep in the middle of the night and you hear a voice, you're going to think it's somebody else from the house. I hope, you know. So he runs and gets Eli up. Now, Eli's an old guy right now in his 90s. He's a heavy guy. He's not very, um, he's not very fit, not very healthy. And he's tired. So I can only imagine. Like, to me, this is like a comedy show, you know, a sitcom. And... He goes and wakes him up, and Eli's like, I didn't call you. Go back and lay down. I'm sure he didn't say it nicely. I didn't call you. Go back and lay down. Stop waking me up. So again, verse 6, again the Lord called, Samuel. And so Samuel went up. Eli's probably just fallen asleep. Here I am. I can just imagine Eli. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Who is, it? Who is it? Waking him up in the middle of the night. My son, Eli said, I did not Call. Go back and lie down. So Samuel didn't know God yet, so he's just hearing these strange voices. So he went to the one he did know, and um, the Lord called Samuel a third time. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. Now, I'm not guessing that Eli is being nice at this point. I'm guessing he would be the same way I would be if my daughter woke me up three times in the middle of the night. Um, but he said, um, Eli, but he did realize the Lord was calling him. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. If he calls you, says, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went down, went and lay down in his place. So fourth time God came and called Samuel, Samuel. Now this is fun, kind of funny because Samuel means the Lord listens or the Lord hears. <laughs> but Samuel wasn't hearing <laughs> Um, 
But God had been paying attention to Samuel. It also means pay attention. God has been paying attention to Samuel his whole life. And then Samuel finally answered. And he see, I'm about to do something great in Israel. So the message he had for Samuel wasn't so great that first time. It was um, about a punishment that was going to be on Samuel's, basically his father figure, the person who raised him, who was also the high priest. That Can you imagine the first message you ever have to give is something hard? But he knew it was God. It was very clear. Maybe it took him missing three times so he could know for sure. This is what God is, and this is who God is. And so he told Eli, this is, you know, something bad's going to happen to you. Eli took it like a champ. Um, although what he had done wasn't very good. So he's, all right, this is what I've done. But the point is, he didn't know God at first. But once he heard his voice, he started practicing listening to his voice. And it says, um, a little bit later, this is still First Samuel 3. The Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. And he let none of his words fall to the ground. The Lord was with Samuel when he grew up. And he let none of his words fall to the ground. And that is verse 19. Verse 319. He let none of his words. Now it's funny. It says back, back up a little bit. First um, Samuel two twenty six, and the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men. It's funny. He didn't know God yet, but he grew in favor with the Lord and with men. So isn't that crazy? How God was preparing Samuel for this time of favor. This favor. This. This place where he heard God so clearly that nothing he said ended up being wrong because he was so focused and so prepared. He went from not being able to understand who he was at all to hearing him so, so clearly. He probably went from idolizing Eli, you know, this guy, he got all his information from him. He did everything he said to know him. God's like, I'm going to take Eli out of the picture. It's you and me now. Um, there's a lesson in that, you know? Um, so how do we hear God's voice? I guess we become sheep. Sheep are kind of dumb. <laughs> They're super dumb. Sheep don't, sheep will wander off. The only way sheep stay in is if there's a gate. Sometimes the shepherd himself becomes a gate. In John, in John 10, Jesus said, I'm the gate. He also said, I'm a shepherd. How can you be a shepherd and a gate at the same time? How can you be an animate object and an inanimate object, by this, inanimate object by this, at the same time? I lay my life down for my sheep. You know what? A good shepherd, sometimes there wasn't a gate in that opening to the sheep pen. Sometimes the gate was the shepherd. So if a sheep wandered off, He'd have to go to a shepherd's voice. Um, like a little infant baby who doesn't really know much of anything other than the heartbeat of his or her mom. I want to be a sheep. I want to be like a baby. At least that's why, maybe that's why they say we have to have childlike faith. Uh, so I don't know if there's just this clear answer 
of how do I know when God's talking to me? I know there are signs. I know, like in Samuel's case, he had been in the presence of the Lord so much that once he tuned in, once he turned, once the, once the volume got turned up, he was able to tell and he was able to keep going over and over and over again. Um, and I know that he was prepared before he heard his voice because he knew grew in wisdom and stature. I would say he knew the word of the Lord before he knew the Lord because he would have studied it and been in its presence. I would say prepare yourself. I would say get yourself around people who hear God's voice. And I would just say practice because how do a sheep know their master's voice? Because they listen. Why did they listen? Because they understand that their life depends on it. Why does an infant know the mother's voice, not just the mother's voice, but the mother's heartbeat even better than the mother does? Because there's something in an infant that understands its complete dependence on the mother. So how do we hear God's voice? Maybe it starts with our understanding that we're completely dependent on God for a very breath. And maybe... Like it says in John 10, 27, it just means we listen. Maybe there's no formula because God wants us to just listen. God doesn't want us to conquer this hearing him thing. Just practice it. We're going to make mistakes. You know what? Some of our words are going to fall to the ground. It took a while for Samuel. It took three times that very night, and that was when he was very audibly hearing the voice of God. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Just listen. Just like a child with his mother or a sheep with its shepherd. No, God, if you're seeking God, you'll seek me and find me when you seek me with your heart. Just start listening. He'll talk. Start laying down that white noise that's getting in the way. He'll talk. And it won't be flawless, but it'll be perfect. Lord Jesus, thank you because you still talk today. You still talk today. It's hard for us to see this and hear this because we don't hear that. Most of us don't hear that audible voice talking right in our ear, God. But there are signs of you everywhere. There are signs of you in your creation. There are signs, so many signs of you and your people. You've sent people to speak prophetically to us through spirit, through sermons. And, and Lord, you've put... There's something in us, your Holy Spirit, when we ask for you to come and dwell in us, you give us your Holy Spirit, and there's that thing where we just know this is right or wrong. And God, help us to tune in. Help us to practice your presence. Help us to practice your voice, because we know it's the very best thing we can hear. And in doing that, Lord, may we tune out any of the other frequencies that keep us from that life. In your name, amen. Be blessed, my friends, and may you hear God's voice and sense God's presence. And be excited today.